the first thing was to identify my my Sabbath. To to actually. So you didn't even have a Sabbath before this. You know, I had I had days off. I often filled them with whether it be homework mm-hmm. or other things that need to be done work wise. Cheat Sabbath, right? To cheat Sabbath, exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just you know. What up, everybody? Welcome to the Bible Leadership Podcast, where we want to connect your Bible to your leadership and your leadership to your Bible. Hey, here's some hard things about being a leader. On one hand, you've got to stay tight with Jesus, but you've also got to get a lot done and get the right things done. And then often you've got to take care of people as you do all of that. How do you stay replenished in a world like that? Well, last time we talked about the crunch of ministry. We learned that God can do more with six days than we can do in seven if we'll trust him by taking a Sabbath. Today is part two of my talk with pastor and Christian therapist Rick Egbert. We're going to learn some strategies on having a killer Sabbath. How do you get it? And once you have it, what do you even do on a Sabbath? So many people tell me, Carter, I I get a Sabbath, but then I get super bored. So we're going to pull that apart. Before we do that, I just want to thank you. Thank you to those who listen. Thank you to those who share. Thank you to those who support the Bible Leadership Podcast. I encourage you to go ahead and get the show notes on the website, BibleLeadership.com. These can be super helpful for reflection and getting the lessons deeper into your spirit. Plus, if you subscribe, you'll just get those show notes delivered to your inbox. I know your time is valuable, so let's jump right back in. Do you think this is part of the lie, Rick, that the enemy knows this? He actually, the enemy knows God can bring more out of six than you can bring out of seven. Yeah. So he, he's trying to keep us all yeah. working seven. He's trying to keep us from the rest of God. He's trying to keep us in the power of the, the flesh and the strength of men. I, I think for Bible leaders, I, I always want us to be thinking about what is the enemy trying to do? Even when I'm doing good things, mm-hmm. there's some messages he's trying to sneak past me yep. in the midst of this. Yeah, I, I think that's... I know for me, at least as a leader, um, there is something where I'm thinking about things like, how do I get this done? How do I cause more to happen? And I'm I'm only bleeding into now just the strength of Carter. I'm not, I'm no longer thinking about how do I just do, um, how do I just abide? How do I just actually experience John 15 fruitfulness through abiding instead of just, um, you know, trying trying to get more done? So. Yeah, I think that's huge, man. So what, what did you end up doing? Yeah. So uh, the first thing was to identify my my Sabbath, to to actually— So you didn't even have a Sabbath before this? You know, I had, I had days off. Okay. But I often, I often filled them with whether it be homework mm-hmm. or other things that need to be done work-wise. It's a cheat Sabbath. Right. To cheat Sabbath. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Just, you know, and not, not really taking time to mm. rest my body, to Ooh, rest my mind, to, to just soak in the Lord. So, I mean, I was having vibrant prayer times during that, like, like enjoying the Lord, reading scripture, praying, listening, like all those awesome things. Like every day I'm, yeah, I'm enjoying sure. that. Right. Sure. But there's a difference between, that time that I would have in the morning with God that like set the, the foundation for my day mm-hmm. and soaking. Right. A long soak. Yeah. That just when literally your arms drop to your sides. Yeah. You take a deep cleansing breath right, or 12. Right, right, right. Right. And, and your spirit quiets. Yep. And I wasn't doing that. 
Yeah. I just was never slowing down, even on the days that I wasn't working. I was so busy from beginning to end. Sabbath is full stop. Like, it's like the boat stops even coasting. Like, boom, it is done, and we are... You turn the whole engine off. That's right. Before the Lord. Yeah. And it good. takes it it takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage to trust that God will bring you in that time, that He will bring you whatever restoration that you need so that you then can go out. So you're saying us control freaks need to Elsa that thing and let it go. Come on. I'm I'm saying it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and and somewhere along the way, as I was writing my paper, I had read somebody's commentary that they were talking about some of the passages and how we tend to live life like, okay, we, we work for six days and then we take a day off. He flipped that around and said, we take a day off and we soak. Yeah. And then we work out of what that brought us. Yeah. It's a, it's a very different paradigm. So even just with Sabbath, what does that look like practically? Like, what does Rick do? Because I want some of our listeners, they, they like the idea, they want to do it, but yeah. they, I've had people tell me, I just don't even know what to do on my Sabbath. Right. So what does that look like? Dude, I have all sorts of fun things that I do. Like, And, and I don't have a problem with having fun, right? Yeah. So I think fun's, fun should be part of it, like, for sure. I watch the Bears game. Yeah. Okay. Now, that isn't always fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, it's not. But but I still enjoy it, yeah. right? Because I used to work all day on Sundays and wouldn't watch the games, right? And so, but uh, I take that time. I watch the games. I always have some things that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I have some, I take naps. I sleep in late, Yeah. right? I don't wolf my food down so I can get back Come to on, work. Come on, man, I like that. Yeah. I eat take slowly time, and I enjoy my food. And I'm thinking like, you yeah, know, just just slowing everything down. Yeah, like I meditate. Yep, like that's an obviously pray. It's a, yeah, a yeah. big thing. I don't have to be. I don't have to get out the door to go someplace. So it's not like I'm I'm constrained. But yeah, I'll I, I'll watch movies. I'll go for a walk. Well, my wife and I will go out walking around, do some do some shopping together or whatever. We're just kind of hanging together, right? That's really good. And so enjoying my kids, enjoying my you know, just yeah. Just just breathing in and out. And it doesn't all have to be like, it doesn't have to be spiritual to be sacred, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Right? So it doesn't have to be, I'm not just reading the Bible, like just rest and laughter right. is sacred. Yeah. Right? When we're so tied up and keyed up in knots that we can't laugh with our kids anymore, that would be the first thing my wife would say. Yeah. She's like, you've lost your laughter. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah. I think some of the to- some of the ways that we approach it is... We just have this language, if you should do it, you shouldn't do it. If there's a should attached to it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If there's a have to, that, that that's alerting you that's not an appropriate Sabbath thing to do because you shouldn't have any shoulds on yeah. the Sabbath. So for us, it's, it's pretty similar. It's, it's kind of like a holiday. It's like you get up, there's there's a there's a sweet breakfast that we're all going to have, and it's it's lounge time. It's lounge in the Word. It's yeah. where you can just like kind of coast through the Word. Yeah. You don't have to get even through a reading plan. You're just yeah. like, I'm just going to go wherever I want to go. You might go on a walk. You might, as a family, we might go to the mall or might go to the movies. We might just, but it's just full of stuff that makes my heart happy. That's right. That I, that I don't have to do, but I'm still filled by the appropriately filled things. I think one thing that we found over time is that includes you shouldn't be around people that you have to be around. So in other words, for some, that means don't even go to the family thing. 
because it's those family members. <laughs> they're going to suck out your Sabbath that's joy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Bless their hearts. You know, I'm not saying don't go to Christmas, but, 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 you know, <laughs> at some point we just got to recognize that's a draining person. It's, I, I love them with the love of the Lord, but that's not an appropriate Sabbath activity. You know, you've just messed up a bunch of marriages. And I do see couples, and so feel free to call my practice once Mark has <laughs> messed up your marriage. So, um, but but yeah, just just aiming at replenishing stuff yeah. and avoiding draining stuff because that's the whole right. rest of the work, the rest of the week, that's a, that's what it is. It's draining stuff. This is the right. refill time. And and one of the things I found that I I still have to do today. Oh, that it, it's a it's a never ending battle. Like I have to be ruthless and relentless mm-hmm. about protecting my Sabbath. Yeah, and because of that, just like you were just talking about, you're going to disappoint some people. There are going to be some people that are not going to be happy about you not being willing to put them into your Sabbath. Yeah, and but you 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 have to protect it. Yeah, and I think sometimes one of those people is you. Because mm-hmm. there's a rush, there's, there's again, going back to that dopamine hit, there's always something like, but it's for God. That's right. <laughs> but it's for God. Right. You know, so if I was a good Christian, yeah. this is what I do. No precious, if you were an obedient Christian, you'd have a Sabbath where you could un, un, unhook <laughs> that's right. from, from the rest of the stuff. And that's actually what God wants you to do so that you can do the long haul. This is one of the things that I would want to encourage those who are getting their heads around this maybe for the first time. Is it really, this sounds cliche, but it really is a marathon. Like, dude, if you if you waste it all now, you're not going to have any like emotional margin or health later on. Like God needs you to be around in 20 years to do the things that need done then. And if you just never rest, dude, your body's going to break down. Your your nerves are going to just like blow up your head. And so it's really got to become a priority. It's not just that I, as Rick says, not just even that you take a day off. It's that you learn how to abide in stillness and replenishment. So you can even hear what God wants you to do. I think there's another aspect of it too, Mark. And that is that as leaders, and we're talking to leaders here, right? People are following them. Come on, dude. And how they live. Yes. And the degree of joy that they have in their life. Yes. The degree of contentment people are seeing. Yeah. And I remember remember Scott Chapman has asked this question for years. Are we living lives worthy of emulation? Woo! Come on. Are we living a life that other people would look at us and say, I want that life. Yeah. Right? And, and Sabbath is a part of that to help us to live, like I said, like my wife would say, you've lost your laughter. Yeah. Right? There was a joylessness that would follow into me when I did not get enough rest. Yeah. And, and so the people that you lead, they're looking at you. Yeah. They're looking at how you live. And That's they're right. making decisions about how they can succeed and how they should live based upon what they see in you. How do you think— your life would have been different if you would have gotten this lesson early on? Oh, man, maybe not as much gray hair, maybe. Uh, um, In terms of your impact on other people. Wow. Yeah, I think I would have been much, I think I would just been much more joyful. Yeah. I think I actually would have been more productive. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but but I do think I would have been more productive. I think that, I think I probably wouldn't have, driven myself as much. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's, I think that's good. I think there's times for me where I know because I'm under rested, I'm probably less discerning of maybe an, a need in, in one of my people or one of my staff. I'm probably, you know, more focused on just the things that I need to get yeah. done rather than how, what God wants me to see in the room. I think it's so important because, um, and our listeners know this, 
you're never going to get to the point. If you're really going to lead for God, you're not going to get to the point where you don't have stuff to do. Like you're always going to have more to do. There's always going to be stuff to do, but I would just encourage everyone. The marrow of life is in the rest because as soon as if you wait to rest until this thing is done, dude, you're going to have three more things that also need done. So there's got to be some kind of stop where you say it's enjoying my kids. That's the point of all this. That's right. It's, it's, it's talking to God and enjoying his Holy spirit. That's the point of this. Instead of like, oh, I just got to get one more thing done. That's not where rest is. God has built in rest Mm -hmm. into our schedule and he wants to meet us there. Rick, anything else that you would want to share with our listeners on this topic? I would just say it is worth, it's the pearl of great value. Yeah. It's worth, it's worth fighting for. It's worth investing in. Mm -hmm. And I know it can come across as a nice cliche for, for young leaders to say, yeah, yeah, you've got to rest. But you look around at lots of different Christian leaders out there, and I came across a lot of them over my 15 years, I, 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 between mentoring and just connecting with lots of different people. And in many ways, Christian leaders are some of the most stressed people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. They carry an awful lot on their shoulders. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a huge weight that's advancing the kingdom of God. And there's always more to do. As you said, you, I mean, you could work 24-7, 365, and you're still not going to get it all done. Yeah. Right. And, and I think right there, Rick, it's a noble thing that Christians want to want to bear that much weight. You know what I'm saying? Or that they would. But it misrepresents the right. joyous spirit that God wants us to have that's before right. a watching world. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the key, the watching world. Yeah. Right. That's good, man. Hey, man, this has been super helpful. Thanks so much. Will you come on the podcast again? Absolutely. Sweet. Thanks, bro. Well, folks, thanks again for joining us. Once again, thank you for sharing on social media. Please subscribe. And if this is helpful to you, please post a review as it helps the podcast reach more people. The consequences of your decisions are too important to not have daily time in God's word. You don't want to waste any time. Figuratively speaking, you can keep one eye on the road ahead but also one eye in the Bible. I promise you won't crash. In fact, you'll go further and Jesus will be filling your soul with refreshment. This world needs leaders, so lead boldly toward Jesus and his agenda today. We'll talk to you next time.